Hi, this is Vicki Baird. Have you heard the news? I'm going 100% virtual Vicki in my coaching and reading sessions after June 30th. I will be releasing my office and seeing people via all the amazing technology that we have in this world. Until then, I have a handful of 75-minute premium in-office coaching or reading sessions available. So if you'd like one of these, please go to vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Hi, and welcome back to Intuition, Your First Sense. I'm Vicki Baird. And this podcast has been to help you understand your own intuitive gifts, the energy that is available in the universe to help you live your best life, and for all of us to literally tap into the gifts we were given on a soul level and to use that in conjunction with our other five senses so that we are living collectively, we are living in an integrative experience, and I hope we are having fun. So this episode, my producer, Josh, suggested that those of you listening may not know my story, and that honestly surprised me. It's very intelligent. It's very accurate. But since I'm such an open book, I tend to think that everybody knows my background, and that I just roll with information that you probably don't know about. So what he suggested, and I'm going to take him up on, is that I talk a little bit about my experience and how I came to be working as an intuitive and loving teaching all of these subjects that I'm involved in and helping other people to line up with their most joyful, best self, whatever that is for them. And in doing that, I took a little time to be retrospective and to think about what was the path that got me here. Because VickiBear.com, it's time to be your best. It's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut, it's the real thing. Let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence. Intuition, your first sense. You know how you go through your life and you, you get up every day and you do the process that's required that day and you don't always think about it. You don't always put a lot of um, consciousness into what your experience is. And that's really what it's felt like for me over the last 18 years of not only acknowledging that I might be a tad intuitive, but that this has a path of its own and it has a direction that at times did not feel like I have been in charge of. And I'm okay with that, but it has had its own learning curve. So I thought I'd talk about how that happened because a lot of the times people, when you know when you see someone that's already decades into their career or their experience or their training or their learning, we somehow assume they just popped up that way that they came with all these skill sets, they didn't bump into things that were challenging uh, or had their own learning curve. And I know that's very human nature, 
but I think it's important for us to take the time and to even give yourself that credit of what you've learned along the way and how you've learned it. So for me, being intuitive was not something I knew as a child. Looking back on it, I can see that I had the skills and they were there. I just didn't know what the heck they were. So the times, like I mentioned in a previous episode, where I would see energies going into the closet or I would know things before my parents said anything or, you know, that couple of times I extorted my siblings because I had information on them I couldn't possibly know. Yeah, those times. Uh, In hindsight, I know them to be intuitive. At the time, I did not. I simply was living my life, going along as a kid. And later on in life, after already having kids of my own and working and doing the everyday, try to create the the happy household thing, I experienced uh, my mother's passing. And I was 29 at the time, and I really did not have a belief system that when we pass, that we continue on, that there's more experience to have. I thought, when you croak, you croak. That's it. You're done. End of story. And the rest of us are here doing our process. It was my husband, who also passed four years ago, that at the time was insistent that my mother was visiting and tucking our six-year-old in. And I remember saying to him, you're so full of bunk. That's not true. It doesn't happen. Nice of you to try to comfort me that way, but I just don't believe that. And then as time went on and I started to grieve her passing and wanted her there more, I felt a bit more comforted that he was insistent that this was true. And I'm so grateful to him for that because it really did open a door that was sealed shut with locks and putty and everything else in my own experience. And I believe this to be because on some level it did scare me a little bit. So I didn't necessarily want to blow open those doors and have to deal with it on top of you know, the the many facets of living life at the time. So fast forward a little bit, I ended up working in um, an organization where the other women that I worked with were keeping track of how many times I predicted something was going to happen or when I knew things about the business that I had not been informed of. I was kind of a peon in the the organization. I didn't need to know the important stuff that was going on, yet somehow I knew it. So they figured I either had the place bugged or there was something to this. And I'm grateful for that because I just thought we were exchanging conversation. I did not know they were keeping track. And at being the numbers ladies we all were, they came to me with the information of how what my accuracy rating was. And I realized at that time, I might want to pay attention to this. Now, at the same time, my 11-year-old at the time stepson was having a lot of challenges with the birth mother he chose in this lifetime. And we would do anything to help him deal with the pain that was there or to understand what was going on. And 
11-year-old boy is not always the most communicative. It was a little challenging in therapy sessions with him. And someone suggested taking him to an intuitive. And I did not even know what the word meant. And I thought I had a pretty good vocabulary, but just wasn't part of my uh, vernacular. So I looked it up. I researched this woman and decided, you know what, if we can get some insight to this, it's worth it. But you can't send an 11-year-old by themselves. So I went with him, and as did my husband. And during the session, as she's talking about these things that he experienced that she couldn't possibly know, and how he might be helped in dealing with the process, and how we could help ourselves in dealing with it as the his biological mother was still in the picture and it was very challenging. I realized as she's doing the session that that's what I do all day long. When I meet with someone, I thought we all had a movie screen that showed up over somebody's head and just gave us information. I thought it was background information that my brain was producing to help me understand context to help me understand where the person was coming from. And I do believe we all have this. It's called empathy. I don't know that everyone taps into it. So once I asked her what this process was and you know she explained a little bit more of it, I remember leaving a little bit shell-shocked uh, because my world had just been rocked a little bit. And when you discover something about yourself that I know was divine timing. I know I was supposed to figure it out. I still didn't know if I had the faculties to deal with it on top of, all again, all the other things that were going on. So this process, the reason I bring it up is not only so you get a little bit of my background, but to reinforce to you that it's not always, you know, a great big cosmic two by four or a billboard that uh, in which our intuition or our knowing or our psychic sense is delivered. It's very subtle and it weaves itself in with the rest of our lives. And it's easy to put aside and to not pay attention to or like I was doing, just take for granted. That's just common sense. I remember saying that a lot. It's just common sense. I don't know why you people haven't figured this out. It's just common sense when, in fact, I had a little bit of the cliff notes going on, and I just didn't know that. <laughs> so once I like to think that once things are pointed out to me, I'm a pretty quick study. And over the years, started looking at, well, how does this impact my life? How does it help me never intending consciously to do readings or to do any kind of sessions like that, yet have it helped me be more relaxed? Have it helped me be a better mom, um, a better contributor to my community, and to understand why it was so painful for me if somebody else was hurting? And that was very important for me because it could be difficult to be around people if you're hurting when they're hurting. Uh, so this whole process of understanding myself took a lot of reading. It took a lot of study. Um, at the time, I was able to develop a friendship with the intuitive who had done our readings and even brought her into town to do sessions because I was so grateful of the work that we did together with uh, my stepson. So 
when you're looking at your own skill sets, look at what seems so natural in your world. What seems to even come easily to you? And I have always, always maintained that this is a gift. It has not always been easy, and it still continues to be difficult sometimes. So being mindful in your developing and your curating and your understanding of your own intuitive abilities will need some of that honesty. For me, I think that this isn't all you know, rainbows and unicorn farts. There are some difficult things that happen in developing your intuition and in knowing things and in trusting yourself. And that's okay because it's much like developing an, another skill set that you may bump into other people's issues or jealousies or disbelief or anything like that. You know, just think of the first time the Wright brothers tried to convince someone that you could fly. They probably faced a bunch of incredulous and probably some not-so-nice words, although probably spoken a little kinder than they are these days. So this process of developing my own intuition also came through using oracle cards. And they are what I consider a great tool I never learned the tarot, I'll be honest. It seemed like it had a lot of rules and a lot of this and that and upside down and sideways and everything that I was like, no, not going to learn. If I need to learn and trust my intuition, I need to be able to do it without another set of rules that would be applied and inferred through the tarot. And I love that people love it. It just wasn't my gig. Oracle cards, very similar. There's just a little bit more uh, flexibility with it. And I started using them, even though I thought they were a bunch of bunk right from the beginning too. So see, there's a learning curve to all of this. I think, you know, the, the, the expression, she doth protest too much. Like when you argue about something or you're emphatic that it's a no, you might want to look and see if it is in fact, uh, yeah, that might be true to me as well. So the oracle cards helped me to open up to my own knowing and to affirm my own knowing without any pressure. Nobody needed to know about it. I love uh, Doreen Virtue's decks. There are uh, Denise Lynn. There are so many that are out now that I really would suggest you go to a store, get your hands on them. Use that human pendulum I referred to in one of the episodes before where you are able to discern a yes or a no for yourself and go do that in order to have some sort of tool that is external to self and they have wonderful meanings and uh, they're, a, they're a great mechanism of meditation as well. So the tools that are available to us when we have our eyes open, are massive. And these are things that helped me to develop my intuition and things that I want to help others to, you know, partake in as well so that they can and you can experience the knowing that brings a lot of peace. So having said that, we're going to take a little break and give you a little time to absorb what I've just said. And then I'll be back with more of the Vicky story. 
if you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there's a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Welcome back and thank you for coming back. I don't know if this is as interesting to you as it seemed to be to other people when I mentioned it. Um, I hope it helps you to realize that I am in fact, a real person. And I am an open book and I will let you know when I bumble and that I do not believe that I am the end all and be all of intuitive knowledge. However, I feel like I just love it so much and I want everyone to be feeling their own gifts and abilities that this is part of the process and hopefully will help you understand when I say something like and Howard said and I forget to refer to who that is well that would be the husband who croaked four years ago um the one who was such a believer in how I was wired how I am wired what I was trying to do (laughs) in balancing it all I definitely created some challenges in our marriage because I didn't always know how to say no to people. And for the longest time, I was way too available in the information that I could offer and in offering my services above and beyond working in the kids and volunteer and then the marriage. So I'm very grateful that he hung in there with me um, and that he was always at my shows and anything that I did, including we had a a metaphysical store for several years before he uh, became ill and I did not want to do retail and that was his gig. So uh, that closed for the reasons of sanity. Um, and so that we could stay married, because otherwise <laughs> that probably wasn't going to happen. Uh, <laughs> we have to make choices in these relationships, <laughs> and that was one of them. So as I developed with the cards, uh, the word started getting out there that I could do readings. And I've often joked that I love my friends, but they had big mouths. And they would share with their friends and with people they worked with and everything that this was kind of a cool way to discern what direction might be in their best interest and uh, to answer some questions that were challenging them at the time. And a lot of the times, you know how when you're speaking with someone or you have a friend confiding in you it's so much easier to see their process it's so much uh, clearer to you because you're not in there emotionally and yes I know some people like to jump in with the drama and they like to be part of that I'm not talking about that experience I'm talking about when someone says something to you 
and um, you can so clearly feel, see, hear the direction, and they're willing to hear it, and you share that information. That's what I was doing because the people who were coming to me, I didn't know their background. I didn't know any of their hurts or their turmoils or anything like that, and it was easier for me to you know, kind of give the weather report. Sometimes when someone comes in, uh, when they when you come in for an intuitive reading or we do it via virtual, the first five or 10 minutes, I run with what's downloading for me. And I call it like the state of the union of whomever I'm speaking to because it's your world. What's going on for you in that moment? Um, and it usually entails like the last couple of years and that kind of stuff. So the process when someone came to me, it was just easier. They sat down. I pulled some cards. I did the session for them. And hopefully they left with some valid information. And then after years of doing this while also working for uh, corporations, uh, I stopped looking at the cards and I would get to the end of a session and then be like, oh, did you want me to flip those cards over too? <laughs> And then cards are heavy, so I stopped carrying them because I had like 10 decks. I still have a lot of decks. <laughs> and then I decided, well, I don't need the cards anymore. I'm going to go off of what I feel. And then at some point during the process, all of this is developing, right? Each person who comes in, I'm learning something new. I still learn something new. I had a few things show up last week that I have not seen before, and that's very exciting to me because... If you're not willing to expand and grow your own intuitive sense, then and it's, it's like your own intelligence or your ability to uh, make things or to create music or any of it. You have to put the time in and you have to be willing to develop it. So when something new shows up, I get very excited. Sometimes I share it with a client. Sometimes I don't. Um, and... If it's something that I feel will benefit them in their own growth, oh, I'm definitely going to share it because I think transparency is fun. I think it's something that if we could learn that trans, when you're transparent, you, you have to be brave. You have to be willing to um, be on the receiving end of what someone else may be sending your way when they hear it and not absorb that. So the process for me as it expands ends up being more and more fun because just like when I bump into something within myself that like in episode six, the things we bump into, we bump into emotional stuff in ourselves. When I bump into something, I get excited because that tells me that I'm ready to release a, a limiting belief system. And why not? The lighter we get, I think the more joyful we'll be in this process. So as word got out, I started uh, where the scales started to tip a little bit. <laughs> and I started doing almost as many hours and sessions as I was at work in the corporate world. And that was not good for my family. And this is one of those things where you realize even though you're doing great work and you're helping people, if you're not connecting and you're not available for those that are investing their heart and their time 
and you know even their DNA in the case of my daughter um, in your life then what's the point you know we need to find that balance of I might love it but if it's impacting them is it really in um, the direction I, I wish to go in so I ended up walking into my boss one day and giving my notice, not intending to give my notice. It was a moment of complete psychic blurt that just popped out of my mouth and he acted on it and and effectively I had given my notice. And that was the, I think, the push from spirit to say, oh no, you are going to do this full time. So that scared the heebie-jeebies out of me. Uh, because, you know, there's a mortgage. There's kids who like, well, they might not have liked their braces, but I still had to pay for them. And, you know, we still had to invest in their schooling and their sports and all that kind of stuff. And the corporate job gave me that security because I was very good at my job. And this was going to be jumping to self-employment, which is still very challenging. Anyone who's doing it out there, kudos, because uh, there's a lot to juggle. So, This whole process, as I tapped into my own uh, fears about being on my own, I think is also what a lot of people face in their own trajectory and their own path. I think more people on this planet are afraid of success than they are failure. And we have this tag phrase that oh they're afraid of failure so they just keep sabotaging and they they or they drive themselves so hard but I think more people are afraid of being successful because there's this message that once you reach that place you have to maintain it at you know Mach 6 constantly I don't even know if Mach 6 is a thing but we're going with it so we have to create it we have to maintain it at that level and then I think that's where we can limit ourselves, and I was definitely facing that space, not conscious of this, that awareness came to me much later after working with people for years and seeing it more and more often. So the there's a great expression called leap and the net will appear, and I love that because it 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 involves a lot of trust. We have to really be able to trust inherently in who we are in order to leap. And yet, the majority of the time when we do that, things turn out really well because we're then, I think, saying that we believe in ourselves. And yes, there's some proactive work that needs to be done. I would not have completely jumped if I didn't already have a client base. Um, or if I didn't understand the inner workings of running a business, uh, QuickBooks came later. I learned that much later. But at the time, I trusted that I had the common sense to then develop this business, and I really felt like I was being pushed off a cliff and told, flap those wings. So it must be what the little baby birds feel like <laughs> when the mothers are just like, get out of the nest. You got to go. Uh, but then they figure it out, right? So... This has been a brief intro into the beginnings of what is VickiBaird.com. Uh, and I always find it humorous that 
Uh, many people, when they meet me, they don't say Vicky. It's Vicky Baird. Uh, I, I get the whole name. I joked I'm opposite of Madonna. I had to add a name in order to have any kind of platform. So uh, this has been a small intro. And in the next episode, I'll give you a little bit more with some experiences that went along with developing the intuition and why it's so stinking fun and why it's also a challenge sometimes. So thank you so much for listening. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Thanks for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense Remember to follow me online for all the latest news and updates at, at Coach Vicki Baird on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also at VickiBaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. This podcast was recorded at Allison Larkin Presents and produced by Josh Reese. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so we can stay connected. See you next time.